Jump Out Girls, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Super excited and happy to have y'all here. Um, can we kickstart things off and start with some introductions of who you are? How's everyone going? How's everything doing? I am the other half of the Jump Out Girls. Yeah, I'm Seema. Um, you know, obviously, I'm one half of the Jump Out Girls duo. Maine and I are cousins. We are originally from what's called the DMV area, which is the Washington, Maryland, uh, Northern Virginia area. Um, yeah, so... Happy to be here. Happy to be interviewed by you, the first person who actually did our first article on Jump Out Girls. So that was like amazing. So thank you for that. Discovering the two of y'all was just so unique and different because, and you know what's crazy? I don't think I've ever mentioned this on a podcast or an interview, but the first, first person to ever kind of bring y'all name up outside of me doing my own research was CJ the Smart Guy. And Really? We had like a, yeah, we had a very brief conversation where I forgot if he had posted something or mentioned you guys on Twitter. And then I like forgot okay. about it. Like I saw it. I forgot about it. And then I was like in my writing mode where like I'll have these spurts where I'll have a six month block where I'm just like super into writing. I'm doing books, blogs. I'm mm -hmm. trying to touch like mm -hmm. 10 different things at once. So I was in one of those modes and I was like there's not enough women in the space. Like I love Naja. I love Charlene. I love Dr. Shalia, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, where do we need some more sisters in this? So right, I, right. Like, I remember these two girls, let me go on YouTube and check this out. So I, I watched like two episodes and I was like, they're, they're the truth. Like they got uh, it. I said, they got some star quality to them. I said, I'm going to write about them and I'm going to continue to like follow their trajectory, their brand. And it's just crazy to see how far y'all have come from. Yeah, like I didn't know that it was CJ and that that's like, oh man, that really like warms my heart um, just because everyone honestly within this space has been so supportive and so, you know, welcoming to us because it's like we were new and we're still new. It hasn't even been a year yet. So it's just like, you know, this learning process, this growth process is just, you know, it's phenomenal. So we appreciate that so much. You know, the first question that I kind of want to ask and, you know, I'll ask this to Charmaine as well. So when you mm -hmm. started your orange pill journey, when you started getting into Bitcoin, what were some of the mm -hmm. books or the courses or even the conferences that kind of inspired you to be, you know, adopting this, this digital asset? Yeah. So what's interesting is like when we first got kind of introduced to the whole Bitcoin community, it was through the gentleman of a crypto. So like Isaiah Jackson and King Bless. So obviously we read Isaiah's book, Bitcoin in Black America. And then from there, we read Justin's book, which was from bars to Bitcoin. And then we signed up for the masterclass, which is, you know, the Gentleman Crypto's masterclass. And then like going to the conference. But before we went to the conference, um, one of the key things that we realized after doing the masterclass was to understand the concept of money. So from there, we started reading The Creature from Jekyll Island, right? And it was like, oh, my God, like this system is so fake. It's so... You know, like it was so many things that we 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 grasped from that book, and it was like under. I felt like you you can't really, from our opinion, you can't really understand Bitcoin until you understand the system that you're currently in, right? So then, obviously, we went to the Bitcoin conference, and you know, the Bitcoin Standard was another book. We haven't finished that one yet. I'm gonna be honest, like we're halfway through. <laughs> but you know, with those pieces, like from Isaiah to Justin to the masterclass to the Bitcoin conference to the creature from Jekyll Island, like you know, and obviously you, you know, like it's just the knowledge that we've gained from reading, you know, your Medium articles, from listening to different platforms like Clubhouse. Like when I we first started, I was like heavy on Clubhouse, listening to Dr. Shalir and Lamar and them in the morning. 
And it was just like, oh my God, like, honestly, I didn't even know what a Satoshi was. I was like, what, what is this? You know, so it was like so many different pieces, but all those pieces came together just to help us like understand a little bit more. And it's still so much more that we have to understand because <laughs> Maine and I had to reread the white paper and it was just like, I think the biggest concept that we grasp from everything is just like cutting out the middleman, you know, like reading Jess's book, reading Isaiah's book, reading your literature, like it really helped us understand how the middleman is cut out. And I think that's like a problem within our community just because of red tape and how we were so systematically discriminated against when it comes to certain financial aspects of this monetary system that that's what Bitcoin did. And it was just like, even though we didn't understand the technicalities with uh, the white paper and being very honest, like some of that stuff was like, what? Like, let me Google what, you know, I don't know a hash rate, hashing and all this stuff is. But once we understood kind of like what it was saying just about proof of work, it was like, oh my God, you completely eliminate the middleman. And that's like the, the biggest problem that we think within the current financial system. Yeah, most definitely. And you know, Bitcoin is, is a paradigm shifting protocol. And it's one of those yeah. things where, especially in our community, one of the biggest issues that we have is trust when it comes to money, when it comes to relationships, yes. anything. So it's like, when you remove something and you make it permissionless, you make it trustless, that should make people of African descent from disenfranchised communities, underserved communities, that should kind of be like an aha moment for them to say like, wait a minute, we can actually have a form of money that isn't controlled by a central yes. institutionalized entity. So that's super crucial and important. And I'm glad, glad that you brought that up. Yeah, the sovereignty of it, you know, and I think like when you talk about the sovereignty aspect, you know, within the community, like, you know, you still have people who are still putting their money in mattresses. Like, it is what it is. Like, there are people who don't have bank accounts. I forgot the percentage, but there's a large percentage of people in the United States of America that don't have bank accounts. And it's because of what you just said, the trust factor. And it's just like to eliminate the fact of you don't have to worry about trust within Bitcoin, I think is monumental to those who didn't trust from the beginning. For sure. This kind of leads to my next yeah. question, which is, you had mentioned the gentleman of crypto. I, I was always curious because I saw your show where you were stacking the Satoshis and kind of giving people mm -hmm. passive ways to do that. So could you kind of elucidate on how you connected with the gentleman of crypto, Bitcoin Zay, and you know how has stacking sats helped you both kind of better understand Bitcoin as yeah. an asset? Our brother, our cousin, my cousin, Charmaine's brother was like, hey, you guys need to start watching the show. It really speaks to what you're about. It speaks to what we're about. We think you'll really enjoy it. So I started watching the show faithfully, like every, every day. So I'm in the comments and I could see that Isaiah, who likes to frequent certain clubs, you know, <laughs> I was like, he told us he was going to be in Atlanta for his book tour. And I was like, oh my God, you have to come to our club that's here, you know, that's in Atlanta. And it was just like, okay. And it was like, you know, he agreed. And it was just like, what? Like, you agree to come? And okay, cool. So we met him, we connected, which led to where we are now, which is, a, you know, being on the show and we talk about stacking sats. And it's just like, well, we, I think the biggest thing that we realized from stacking sats is everyday spending. How you can obtain Satoshis, which is later getting you to Bitcoin, from everyday spending, things that we know everyday people spend money on, gas, groceries, 
food, clothing, like anything you can think of, you can literally earn Satoshis on. And it was just like for us looking at it from an asset, pers asset perspective, I think sometimes in our community, like we want quick, fast now, right? And when you think about Bitcoin, it's like you have the ability to stack, literally stack so that later in the long run, you're able to obtain Bitcoin from stacking little by little by little. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes when you think of an asset, not all assets um, mature into immediate value immediately. Like, is that a oxymoron? I just said, like, you don't, <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't see your return on, you don't see your return on profit, like immediately. So that's where it's just like that mindset comes into where, hey, we're buying this stuff right now, earning Satoshi's on it right now for that later down the road, whether it's in two years, whether it's in three years, it doesn't matter to us. We know that it's going to be of value because of what we know Bitcoin will be for the community. I kind of was talking to Tima a little bit earlier about just like how, you know, you connected with Bitcoin Zay. Tima kind of like broke that down, but I kind of want to hear your take, your perspective on, you know, the show on a gentleman of crypto and what it's been like for you. Honestly, it, it's been mind blowing because we honestly didn't think that one, we would be moving this fast in the space that we're in and meeting the people that we met and with, how helpful everybody has been it's been mad weird like we thought like when we first got in the space and some of the people we started um looking at and um you know getting our information from and doing research and taking master classes it was like oh man these brothers are knowledgeable these people are mad knowledgeable like it'll be so dope to like meet them one day you know what i'm saying like just to like really vibe and that that was like our our initial thought about it and then one day Tima, you know, she lives up to our name, jumped out there and hit him up, was like, come to the club, whoop, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure she told you the story. He came. And for me, though, it's the after effect. It's after meeting him, still being in contact with everybody, growing, meeting more people, more like-minded people, everybody like really understanding each other. Because the one thing that is hard for us, well, for me, I can speak for right now, is being one of the only people, few people in my group speaking and talking about it so like when you go out and you meet somebody else you're like ah, hell yeah like we can talk so like when we got into these groups and meeting them and they let us meet other people and we met other people and other opportunities it was just like damn wow like was not expecting it at all at all like it literally the asset the aspect of looking at it from one way well, how we first came into it, it was more, okay, yeah, we were learning to like, you know, build wealth, learn finances, but it was more so now like a family unit in the aspect of meeting certain people that have opened our eyes and our minds to more than just like the finance, financial aspect of it. Like our whole life now is like looking different overall from everyone that we've met. Yeah, it's dope. And and Maine, I kind of want to take a little step back because I remember you mentioned that you connected with Zay, like going to the club and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I know like on your show on YouTube, the Jump Out Girls, you're you're very candid about, you know, the exotic dancing realm and how people can use that to earn Bitcoin in the clubs and stuff like that. So could you break down like your experience or, you know, how you empowered women that do do exotic dancing to use that to educate themselves to learn more about Bitcoin? Um. It's funny because it's it's a challenge. It's it's a it's a two way challenge when it comes down to it. Um, 
being that I used to dance or whatever, I understand the whole mindset of the fast money. So talking to the everyday dancer and now they're younger and younger, they're literally as soon as they're 21, they're in the club um, because it's so glorified, you know, it's one of those things where that's where it's at now. Let's just get this money today. Nevertheless, they don't take the time to sit back and think if I can put this money up. They're not thinking about five years because they're thinking that every this is never going to end. They don't look at the ones who I actually do get to speak with that listen more that have been in there longer, which are now the ones where they were a dancer and now they maybe are a bartender or a waitress or a house mom. You see that whole lifespan, though, going down in this club. So they are the ones that are listening a little more and understanding because they're like, yeah, no, I've been in here 10 years and I still don't have anything to show for it. So for me, I used to always say, man, damn, if I, when I was in the game, I wish I knew that it was more to just getting the money and putting it in the bank. I knew that that was not the issue. I had the money. I was never a broke one. That was not, it was just, it didn't, it, I just I was like, damn, it's just, I know it's something more to that. And I always used to say, man, if I had the knowledge or, you know, somebody told me some of this back when I did it, you feel what I'm saying? I can imagine where I am now and being in the position now to be able to kind of be back in the game again, just on another side and now have the education. I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to not say it because this is crazy. It's like, cause one person's going to listen. Mm-hmm. One person's going to listen. One person's going to get it, you know, but it's to the point where we do have a few of the older ones that understand it more than the younger ones. But I don't stop talking about it. She doesn't stop talking about it. Like, you know, it's free reign, free access. We go in, in the basement and, you know, one of the girls real quick, she was talking about how she accepts, they accept tips now in Cash App. And I was like, damn, this is blowing my mind because, you know, that's not how it was back in the day. It's cash on demand. Let's go. But Cash App, and I said, really? And she said, yeah. And I said, so you're already set up. So why don't you just get the customer to pretty much just transfer it and give it to you in Bitcoin? I'm like, and you're good to go. And she was like, I said, let's just think about it like this. Like I broke down a whole scenario because like I said, you know, I know you you have, if you have your clientele, you're expecting 10 clients a day, okay? Out of 10 clients, your bills are whatever, a certain amount of money. You Let's just say it's $1,000 is your goal. Out of $1,000, you can take 200 of that and have it in Bitcoin, okay? And now walk out the club with $800 to go do whatever you want. And your daily cost averaging for that day, like every day, and y'all work five days a week. That's $1,000. $200 a day is nothing to somebody in this industry. And so a couple of light bulbs went off for a few, and then others were like, eh, you know, because I'm used to feeling it. I'm used to seeing it. I'm used to being able to go and under my bed, and it's tangible. And I'm like, okay, well. You know, that's that's a whole nother story. But for the most part, we're going to still constantly keep talking about it. Overall, we're constantly keep talking, preaching about it every day. Somebody's going to have a question. We have no problem. And, and we keep saying we rather you call us before you do something. Please call me, text me, do anything like I leave. We leave our phone numbers open to because you want them to feel comfortable. Like because I, I tell them. We're not taking your money. We're just trying to explain to you what to do with your money. So when you leave here five years, because five years are going to go like this. In five, in five years, if you start now, you will be straight for life. So that's that's facts. And, you know, it made me think about some things that you were talking about 
Um, one was, you know, that mattress money, right? Or, you know, the money that we use in our culture where it comes back to trust, like I told Fatima earlier. We don't trust the banks. We don't even trust our own family members with our money. So we feel more comfortable sleeping on top of it every day. You know what I mean? And they don't realize that the purchasing power is being taken away from you every day as the Fed hike, you know, inflation. And another thing, too, that I was thinking about when you were having this conversation about this was like, are the strippers, are they kind of like putting QR codes on their clothing? Like, how are they using the cash app scenario? Are they just using their cell phone when their clients are, you know, engaging in conversation? Like, how does that process work? Because I think if the QR code game came in, that'd be like a, a game changer for the strip clubs. Yeah. So it's, it's funny because it's literally their phone. Like they have their okay. phone. They're able to have their phone out on the floor or whatever. And, and we have talked about the QR codes. We have talked about that. Um, you know, so we're going to see that that can be in the making or whatever, because we do know that where it's going. We see where it's going. You know, yep. um, it's just more so once it becomes popular, even more popular, then they'll be more prone to getting onto it. I have had some some um, of the girls, they talk more about NFTs, though, you know, like the NFT line. And I'm just and I get that. Me and Tima, we had an aha moment as to why NFTs are so big, <laughs> as to why they're so big. You got you got to talk to Reggie Millington about that. That's the NFT guy right there. Reggie, that's the man. Yeah, that's the man. man. That is the man. Tima, I have a I have a question for you. So, you know, this Jump Out Girls thing, it's a brand, it's building, it's growing. Like, I love your channel on YouTube. And my mm -hmm. question for you is, how has your perception mm -hmm. about Bitcoin changed since you joined forces with Maine in this group? Because I know you come from like more of a finance background. And I know when I worked in finance, they were like not feeling Bitcoin. So I love to hear your perspective on like what's changed for you and what was yeah. like your coolest moment. Well, I think like the biggest thing that I realized was that Bitcoin is all encompassing, right? Like I didn't understand from a financial perspective, like certain things of the financial industry aren't all encompassing, right? It's not like how with Bitcoin, you know, Maine and I and our team now have discussions about how to grow your own food. You know, you start discussing things about your health. You start discussing things about your mindset you start discussing things about just like your risk management of your life in general. And I don't know any other financial term or any other financial uh, terminology that I've learned or I've experienced where it's it's been literally mind, body, soul encompassing. Like, I don't know how to reemphasize that. So like for me, um, learning about Bitcoin and understanding like what it truly means my perception has changed because when i first looked at first found out about bitcoin and first learned about bitcoin i was truly looking at it from a monetary perspective being very honest truly just looking at it from like oh we're gonna make some money from this Maine and i had lined up our trips we were talking about what what yachts we were going to buy what countries we were going to visit like we were so tunnel vision on that aspect but then once we started to learn more and just like kind of the references of the books and the conference and the literature that we were reading it helps open up that that view right so that view became yes we're tunnel vision and we're bullish on bitcoin but the the worldwide perspective of it it it, it opened up right so it's just like sovereignty like truly understanding sovereignty right and for me me personally, like, I didn't understand what that meant from a perspective of cutting out. 
I know what cutting out the middleman means, but I'm talking about being sovereign in everything, like sovereignty when it comes to how we feed ourselves, sovereignty in how we educate our children, sovereignty in when it comes to our own banks, us, we becoming our own bank. Like that to me is what Bitcoin is. And that's what I didn't know in the beginning. You know what I mean? So it's it's been a life-changing experience life changing that, that low time preference is, is something else ain't it like once you learn about low time preference like all your big money <laughs> dreams kind of like start falling off like dang like i gotta wait a couple years for this <laughs> asset to grow but it's good for us i think that patience is key and i think that because of our yeah. community our culture the way that we're just kind of raised where i said this on one of our podcasts the progressive bitcoiner where when i was growing up you know, in the black community, we only talked about money on two occasions when we didn't have any or when somebody owed us some. So it's like, we don't have these conversations about yes. money unless it's something that's like fleeting or we have to like, it's, it's a pressure, it's yeah. a rush. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of like been mm -hmm. built up into our culture when the way that we approach money and Bitcoin forces you to slow down, take your time and take yeah. else. That's very important. So thank you for bringing that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we didn't, you know, I think getting into this space for Maine and I, like taking the L is also part of the progress, right? Because, you know, um, <laughs> we were sometimes being on the phone. So I remember when we, what, what, when was that, Maine? I can't remember what month that was, but the first, the first, the first drop we hit, we're all on the phone at midnight, literally midnight, like, oh my God, what is the But the lesson also too that we didn't realize is also taking taking profits and making sure that you're you understand that long long term play long term you know like not thinking so short term and thinking more long term you know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely, and that's that's what it's all about. It's a long term game, and the richest people, the most wealthy people in the world, are paying attention to this asset. And I know there's a lot of fud in the media. There's a lot of like disinformation in our community, but like they said, when I was working at JP Morgan and Chase, they said, don't watch what people do, watch what they put their money into. So that's the model that I kind of stand by when I look at Bitcoin. People can say whatever they want, but the billionaires are all buying into this thing at a massive rate. So yes. we had our little, our little jingle, like our boy said, everybody laughs at it, but it's true. Where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside. Where the... That's where you go. That's what we're paying attention to. We're paying attention to where the money is. And that's what we had to learn. Like, you think about it. Billionaires are not going to want to lose billions. Nope. And they got advisors to make sure that they don't lose that money. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know? And y'all, and I will say this, y'all are like my advisors. When I, when I need something about finance, financial IQ, I'm like, let me go and jump out girls channel. Let me see what new stuff they got. Listen, and you know, like, like I, I it's sad to say but like not sad to say at the same time because i need to champion this but like i'm a fan right so like when i watch youtube i subscribe to the channel and it's just like it's very interesting because i feel like it's like me watching two of my my female cousins on the couch just telling me about inflation or you know profit margins and risk management and it's like that's important because there's so many there's such a huge demographic of people that are hungry and searching for that kind of content so i just want to say keep going keep pushing don't let any obstacle get in your way because i'm telling you y'all have a gift and a gem that y'all are putting out into the world not for real and it's very important especially when it comes to bitcoin because it's a lot of like misinformation out there and we can see every week, every month, every year that 
you guys are continuing to evolve and grow. So thank you for that, Jump Out Girls. Appreciate it. We thank you. We love you. We love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Actually, people, you you are one of the reasons why they know the Jump Out Girls. Like, let's be real now, Dadu. Don't, no, no, no. You are one of the reasons, and we really do appreciate that because you have given us a very good light like for people are looking at us and we do appreciate that because as we've been growing in this space and understanding this evergreen content, this evergreen information, like all of these things that at one point as we were entering, we didn't really understand, but now we are, and you actually kind of really helped that for us. So it's like, we're always forever, forever indebted. And we appreciate you so much. And you're our source. Exactly. Like you are, you're our source. (laughs) Each one teach when everybody's trying to learn from, from each other. So I I appreciate, you know, that's my, that's my goal as a writer is to educate people. So I thank you for that. So I'm aware that, you know, everything that the jump out girls do as far as finance, even probably just your lifestyle is untraditional, right? Mm -hmm. So can you speak on the importance of financial literacy in our communities and where you foresee the Jump Out Girl brand going in the future? Well, I see that as far as the importance, it is extremely important because we are the community that is lacking it the most. And we are trying to get everyone as fast as possible, as many as possible to understand, because we understand when it comes down to Bitcoin, there's only a limited amount of time before this transfer happens. And it's a wrap. So we are trying to, in every way, come at this as comfortable, as friendly, as fun as possible to gain people. Because like you said, talking about money in our communities, we don't talk about money. It's a very uncomfortable situation. So if we're, we're starting from even the children, you know, we're trying to start from the children up because for someone like me, I, I didn't hear about finances. I mean, until what, a few years ago, we're starting to really talk about it. We really got into it as far as an adult and to put the children, start the children off is very important. I think it's extremely important. So that's where we're going. We're trying to just get everybody we can with our personalities. As far as if you're vibing with JOG, you're understanding JOG, then jump on it because we want every like really. This is this is very 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 big, very big. It's and it's not a game. And it, the more we're reading, the more we're learning, the more it's like kind of scary. Like oh my god, because it's happening regardless. This is happening regardless, and we just really want a lot of our people to be on board because it's possible. It's possible. I mean, uh, Fatima, you got any takes on that? Um, your approach, your perspective on like where you think it's going to go? Yeah. Yeah. So like essentially like what Maine was saying, just to piggyback off of her with the financial literacy, like for example, Maine and I are both highly educated, right? Highly educated. I was once in the financial industry and there's things about finance and understanding that I didn't even know. Right. Because you get so into a system where you're just looking at assets, liabilities, profit loss, like you're looking at all these different things, but you're not applying those things to your life. You're not thinking about it from your own everyday spending perspective. So like what Maine and I realize is it doesn't matter how educated you are. Right. It doesn't matter what level of education you have. It doesn't matter what school you went to you too can still be living like most Americans are paycheck to paycheck without having this financial literacy. So that's why like on the YouTube channel, it's important for us to talk about basic stuff and in simple terms 
And just like you said, it's like listening to your cousins. And we hear that a lot. Like when people watch our channel, it's like, oh, it's like listening to my older cousins or my sisters or something talking. And that's what we want. Just because even for us who, I mean, in school, you're taught, like, especially I have a, a, I have a finance degree, you know what I mean? And it's just like, there's things that I just did not know. There's things that were missed. There's things that I just wasn't um, spoken about enough because of our community, right? So I think with the financial literacy part two, it's about the mindset and getting around those type of people that are talking about those type of things, right? So that are, you know, having the people around you that are willing to one, hold you accountable for certain things and also to teach you and help you understand certain just the basics. Because if you can't get the basics, it's kind of hard to like get you to the next step, right? So for us, the financial literacy is super important. It's super important for our community, but we also want to make it simple, right? We don't want to make it too challenging. We don't want to make it too difficult. And if you and if you get it, okay, there's other literature that you can read or go to to gain more knowledge about it. But we're just giving you the very basics and the simplest terms so that everyday people can understand it. Just like you can earn Satoshi every day, we want everyday people to understand the basics with when it comes to like financial terms, like your credit. A budget um you know just these simple things that, that people don't even think about having you know various types of different cards like we really just want to keep it as simple as possible yeah and i and I, I noticed that too like with the episodes you'll have like a five minute episode sometimes it'd be 15 minutes 20 minutes and i love how you and and main bounce off each other and your personalities are different and it's like you know y'all swear a lot of people are very like tight-knit buttoned up when they're talking about finance and it's like oh the jump out girls is on let me jump on youtube real quick and learn about inflation real quick and it's like i can learn about inflation <laughs> in seven minutes and for right. our culture in particular like we have a lot of flair and we can be like you know that's just how we are as a people and sometimes people can say oh that's not finance that's not what finance looks like and i respect y'all so much because y'all are breaking down those barriers of what what does finance really look like because at the end of the day money doesn't have a yeah. face unless you look like benjamin franklin so it's like at the end of the day like i think that what y'all are doing is mm -hmm. going to be formulated down the road by a lot of other people and i think i might have mentioned this too where you know, YouTube, you have control of your content. You can put this on other platforms. And I think as your platform grows, you know, my daughter's still very young. Like, I think this is something that she'll be watching when she's old enough to understand. And I start teaching her about financial literacy and financial IQ. Platforms like the Jump Out Girls are going to be one of those things that's going to build up people's financial knowledge, especially young young women and girls out there. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah appreciate it. Thank like you. It. I feel so special. I feel like we're doing something, 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 you know. Y'all are, y'all are. Something, something. <laughs> so to, to, to wrap this up, um, you know, I appreciate y'all coming on the Bitcoin source. Before you do leave, though, give all of your social media handles, how people can connect with you, website, everything, because I want more people to know about the Jump Out Girls. So let, let us know. We are at Jump Out Girls. That's our Twitter. That is our Facebook. That is our YouTube, our IG, um, our what is it? Email info at jump out girls. If you want to email us, um, you can DM us on all of those platforms. We do not, do not give out phone numbers. Sorry. Um, and then I think we, we have them all, right? Did I give them all? Yeah. Our website is www.everything. Jump, jump out, girls. Jump Everything. Out, jump, jump, out. jump out. Jump out. Jump out. Jump yeah, out. And, um, you know, y'all have merch <laughs> coming out too, right? When's the merch dropping? Uh, 
We have it coming. Yes. We're hoping what uh, the end of August, right? All right, perfect. Yep, I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. So once again, jump out, girls. Thank you for being on the Bitcoin Source. Oh, have a good for one. Having us. Thank you. Sorry about all my technical difficulties in the beginning. No problem. Came out perfect. Have a good one. Thank you. you Peace. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.